Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Yahav Blecher, and he is co-founder and CTO at Cannabis. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about the work that they do with cannabis in terms of looking at supply chains, looking at extractions, formulations, really looking at the industry in terms of how supply chains work, how um, to develop products uh, really as um, you know, kind of a formulation, additives, supplements, and kind of looking at this as a real industry out of Israel. So I'm always interested in talking about the international market and where cannabis is really kind of affecting folks or really developing as an international market. So I'm excited to talk about that. With us, Yahav, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Boos. Uh, very nice yeah, to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. So let's do background because I know that you've been on the on the commercial side, you've been on the research side, you have a particular kind of view of the cannabis industry and cannabis research. And I know you know Israel has been a real leader in the cannabis space for decades now. And I'm kind of curious how you know how you've been able to use that and leverage that to build you know build not only your kind of scientific understanding but commercial understanding and where you see the cannabis industry going. But let's talk about the background. 
how did you get involved in cannabis originally? So at the beginning, about 15 or 16 years ago, I uh, started my uh, career when I finished my master's degree uh, where I uh, um, studied uh, and worked a lot with uh, natural compound uh, biochemistry. And uh, actually my beginning was the... Um, working in the research of the full supply chain from the field through the analytical laboratory and then uh, to the application side. But I found myself uh, focusing more and more with fat-soluble uh, compounds uh, and uh, especially with the therpenes. And between those few units of this chain, again, I found myself more and more working with the uh, formulation and application development based on natural compounds. And uh, so I had a lot of uh, work done with few industries, with the food, with the cosmetics, with the medical devices, uh, but also with the sustainable energy, also working with hydrophobic compounds and with their uh, energy uh, solutions. And uh, about four years ago, uh, when uh, more and more companies and entrepreneurs uh, uh, looked for uh, professionals, so I found myself in a very, uh, very interesting position because at the end of the day, it was another plant, another uh, ingredient source for me. Of course, very interesting mm-hmm. with a lot of uh, depth and with a lot of uh, resource, resources here in Israel. And I started to uh, work as a consultant, uh, as i done before, with other projects, uh, but uh, 99% of my project uh, shifted from general botanicals to, uh, to cannabis, cannabis ingredients. And um, it was very easy for me to establish with my partners uh, Cannabis Labs, uh, which actually uh, we are doing, but with larger scale, uh, we are doing uh, research and development and of uh, formulation and, and application based on cannabis extracts. And so this is a little bit uh, about my background. Uh, I will uh, talk a little bit more about the Israeli side and a little yeah. bit about uh, from general to specific about uh, the first uh, units of the supply chain. So definitely in Israel, we, we have a very unique uh, you can call it the atmosphere or, or a personality that you can take a lot of advantages from it. First, it's a small country, and uh, usually people have a, a lot of a lot of common in terms of the of the journey of their life. It means you are you are doing high school, and then you are going to the army, a mandatory mm-hmm. service, and then most of the people after traveling and relaxing for a while are going to uh, to the to college. And then from college, they are going to industry or different occupation, different uh, things to do. So at the end of the day, you find yourself surrounding with a lot of people that you know, spreading uh, to different uh, places in in industries and and collaboration is very easy. Uh, You have friends that are researchers in the university. You have friends that are working in supply chain with ingredients you have friends that are doctors in the hospitals and uh, it's very it's very easy it's very good atmosphere for every kind of uh, technological startup and definitely with the emerge industry that uh, combine a lot a lot of uh, a lot of uh, energy and spirit and, and people wanted to to do a lot of things and do it do it fast 
So I think that uh, beside the fact that uh, everything in cannabis research started in Israel, uh, I think that in the last five years it, uh, it got a lot of acceleration because of our uh, unique uh, um, community or unique uh, collaboration possibilities. And, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting to see Israel do that. I mean, I've, I've seen that happen in tech, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you know, obviously very strong, particularly around, you know, security and kind of the advanced technology stuff. And then now in cannabis, it, it really seems like this unique ecosystem collaboration between kind of government and research and commercial applications. And it sounds like you're really leveraging it on the cannabis side. Yeah, so I think it's mainly based on, on uh, easy communication. You, If you're looking for for something from some company or, or organization, if you don't know anyone directly, you surely know someone that knows someone. And it's yeah. very easy to take the phone and call and, hey, I want to come to have a visit and let's do something together. And um, beside of that, another important issue is that the uh, general general agricultural research is very uh, established in Israel because we are in the Middle East. Because of a lot of areas are actually difficult for for um, for cultivation in irrigation side and salinity of the um, of the fields and a lot of a lot of a lot of challenges in the last seven decades that put uh, Israeli research, uh, agricultural research, uh, in very high uh, position. So I think it's also helped to the cannabis uh, research to raise here. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, about Israeli in terms of advanced, advanced research and development. We had this uh, obstacle of uh, regulation. We are way behind of uh, the States, but also in Europe. Because here we still uh, not allowed to use uh, CBD, even hemp CBD in in uh, regular uh, products or uh, consumer products. But in terms of research and development, it's very easy to establish a move here. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask, what is the kind of the legal and then practical status of cannabis in Israel at this point? Is this something that is primarily used for medical purposes? Is there a non-medical market for this? How is how is it playing out from a kind of government regulatory issue and then just from a general cultural use issue? How would you kind of characterize cannabis? So I think just like uh, the rest of the Western world, uh, the use of the cannabis is... Um, establish you know the non-legal cannabis uh, for decades and definitely in the last uh, 10 years it was raised dramatically uh, unofficial numbers uh, said that uh, about 25 percent of Israeli people uh, smoked uh, in the last year mm-hmm. at least one time uh, many people grow in very small scale in the houses okay. again non-official uh, numbers. Yeah. Uh, in terms of official numbers, so uh, actually Israel is one of the oldest uh, medical program adopted regimes. So we have here almost, I mean, in few changes, and we have almost 13 years of medical cannabis program. And currently, yeah. uh, every month, uh, thousands of people are getting more licenses in the last uh, it was a revision in the, in the system that uh, had a few people uh, get angry for it. But I think in the in the last uh, year, it's getting much much more easier to get uh, the medical license for the 
use of uh, cannabis. And the prices, I think, uh, when I compare it to other places in Europe and the U.S., it's uh, very comfortable for the for the medical uh, consumers. Uh, in terms of uh, legalization of uh, recreational cannabis and also use of the CBD in different consumer products, uh, so we have a you know a debate between conservative and more uh, aggressive uh, sides. But um, actually, this week the parliament had, uh, I think, a very good step for both recreational cannabis. Again, it's not like it's not. Uh, Full legalized, but uh, they are t- uh, talking about uh, decriminalization of it in uh, one kind, in one way or, or another. And the CBD is also going to be, uh, uh, you know, um, out from the from the red book or the classified different than cannabis. So I hope in in few months we will see a progress in in that area. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, yep. what cannabis uh, made to to us, a professional people that work with botanicals in different areas. So I think that in, yep. in for for many years we always had a, a how you call it a, maybe a, a glass seal or maybe yes we always had a, a limited opportunity because not a lot of funding on research on botanicals so definitely we, you can see in the last two decades a market development in on dietary supplements and other and natural cosmetics and other sink for natural compounds but it always was limited and I think that uh, in that side, not uh, taking consideration just about the cannabis arena, I think the cannabis also opened opportunity for other botanicals to get to that uh, level. And we actually see now the psychedelic area getting a little bit uh, interest. And I think it will get uh, uh, more and more. And other botanicals will also join to this area. In one matter, we can see also a lot of interest, a lot of interest, not just in cannabis uh, arena again, but in uh, food and beverage uh, industries. Actually, in a very big uh, conference in Chicago about one year ago, one of the biggest influencer, global one, uh, stand up and said, hey, this is a very conservative uh, industry, the food and beverage industry, but we see now two two potential game changers. It's the plant protein and it's the uh, cannabis. So I think it's also a very important uh, move and um, it's very promising. And uh, I think that from from here we can go for, forward to issues on, on supply chain. Yeah. Well, let's talk, talk about uh, cannabis in terms of the labs. I mean, what, when you... What is your area of focus in terms of, you know, kind of knowledge, research, you know, intellectual property that you're developing? And then where are you looking to apply it? Give us a sense of that, because I think that's, for me, you know, understanding what part of the market you're looking to play in and then what research you're doing or what kind of, you know, insight and intellectual property you're looking to develop is is probably the most interesting for, for me as we kind of figure out, you know, how this cannabis market kind of develops internationally. Sure. Uh, before that, I, I just want to have emphasize uh, uh, one important thing that I think will also make the, our industry uh, mature. Because uh, if I'm looking for a parallel uh, 
in other fields, in other compounds, in other uh, ingredients, usually you wouldn't see a vertical operation of companies. Usually you will see the cultivation side with the expertise company that uh, gain more and more expertise in that area. Then uh, you're going to the other uh, part of the chain, where is the processing. And uh, from that, you can see also the uh, opportunity to for manufacturing uh, consumer products. Uh, in general, this will be the, the picture. For example, most of the wineries around the world are not uh, doing also the cultivation. Because there is a little bit, uh, yeah. you know conflict interest between the cultivator to the to the the professional that make the wine in terms of uh, quantity in front of quality uh, so i think this is a unique situation that will be changed in one way or another during this industry maturation and now getting to your question so in uh, canabi we we have done and doing a lot of service to other companies in terms of product development and and the uh, validation different degrees of validation to bring differentiation to the product that we are developing we actually find yeah. ourselves uh, building a bridge or from the pioneer in that area between the food and beverage industries to the cannabis industry because they want to to have conversation but uh, they don't talk uh, the same language currently in different uh, aspects of the of the supply chains and quality and documentation and the variation of products to different application so in our side, we always looked on the entourage effect and asked ourselves uh, how we can define this uh, synergism in a very unique way that uh, fits and meet our uh, uh, strengths. And um, we actually find that uh, terpenes and cannabinoids have a unique uh, synergistic effect, not only in the physiological manner, but also yeah. in the functionality where if I can talk a little bit specific, we find a unique sure. uh, IP that uh, the terpenes actually make cannabinoids emulsion uh, more stable and uh, more uh, flexible. To so actually in the product, so we talk, I mean, I've, I've certainly had several conversations about the entourage effect physiologically, like once the sort of molecules are in your body, how they work together in different ways to cause these, you know, the positive effects and, and psychological effects and things. But you're saying that in the actual product, you know, in, you know, a suspension or an emulsion that these, that the, the molecules are actually working together in an entourage way to actually stabilize the product itself exactly and actually it's, it's actually it's very logic because the neighborhood the ecological of the of the origin of the compounds in the same cells in the same compartment in the trichome of, on the plant on the plant flower plant leaf yeah. and so definitely you have an ecological logic or rationale that they are producing in the same uh, compartment and also the biochemistry of the of the synthesis of them are uh, very similar so it's very logic for them to evolve together and then uh, now we have to find and I, I i think there is unlimited applications that will find this uh, synergistic effect but we focus now on 
two main uh, issues, and we find it very interesting that uh, actually delivering it, the two uh, groups of compounds together will uh, let us produce more stable products with an actually a wider application possibilities. And another uh, important issue and IP for us is a synergistic effect in terms of the absorption of the cannabinoids in our uh, intestine. So this is also some research that we are doing uh, using different terpenes to allow higher absorption. And so it means higher bioaccessibility and bioavailability of terpenes, which we know that uh, has a, a very low uh, bioavailability. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is just, you know, our gut's ability to actually absorb these terpenes and, and enter the body so they're available to the cells and to the organs and stuff that are using them. I mean, I guess this, how much does this depend on kind of the application? Because, I mean, it feels like some of this is, is going to be really dependent upon if you're trying to make a beverage or if you're trying to make, you know, a, a solid food product or and the other things that are going to end in there too. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of potential interaction with, you know, other food products or, or other additives, other supplements that you're putting into these things. How do you deal with this combinatorial <laughs> kind of challenge or combinatorial, like, you know, model that you're trying to solve for? So I guess uh, it's a lot of um, understanding your ability and also limit your uh, interesting because at the end of the day, you have to bring uh, outcomes. So I think that in, 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 yeah. our, in our scope, we try, and I think it's also every startup company going this maturation to focus and have a, a priority uh, for what they are really uh, going to or try to raise out there in the market. And uh, we find that uh, the combination, different combination, we are, we're trying to, to learn from the ecology, from the natural environment of uh, these two compounds, group of compounds. But then when we understand, for example, how the terpen combination affect the stability of the product, stability of emulsion. Maybe there are possibility to load or infuse a higher amount of cannabinoids to water environment if you use the terpene. Uh, so we are trying to learn from the natural environment and then also to manipulate and get higher scores using terpenes that uh, not exist naturally in cannabis. And this is very interesting because from our findings, uh, if you... So, um, meaning you're taking, making terpenes from other botanicals that are not found in cannabis, but are found in barley or, or hops or something like that, and, and bring them in to these products to help stabilize the cannabis ones. Exactly. Am exactly. I getting it right? Exactly. Huh. And, so, and where are you finding these other terpenes? I mean, where, what sources are you, are you leveraging? Uh, so it depends the scale I'm I'm walking away. Sometimes I can find a terpene, a very exotic one that will give me uh, 500 uh, times more efficacy that I can find combining with a cannabis uh, oriented terpene. But uh, this uh, unique terpene cannot cannot uh, be found in a scalable. Uh, amount, uh, maybe because it's exotic. So mm -hmm. for the learning stage, I will use it to try to define my, my uh, or trying to uh, put my thoughts onto the ground. But then there is the challenge also to find the, the 
appropriate supply chain and and the accessibility to the to the ingredients so i will compromise on the on the um, effect but i will look uh, to balance it and maybe to find it, uh, the this enhancement uh, more or uh, less pronouncedly but uh, to fit it to the reality of that uh, the at the end of the day we are looking to get into the market yeah well and, and produce you know be able to produce these things at scale you know repeatably geographically all those factors when you do with food supply chains it gets <laughs> yeah. it's rather complicated yeah, yeah. and this also brings us to the i think one of the most important thing for food and beverage uh, industry is this uh, consistency which uh, yeah You know this is not something new to the botanical extract uh, arena usually we have this uh, term where you call a standardization of extracts so you mm-hmm. you take the most important component in the extract and you always deliver the same amount using both the whole plant extract and also a few isolates so i think part of the of the communication between this is uh, all the established industries to the cannabis industry will will go through this uh, idea yeah it seems like there's there's kind of well there's probably multiple levels but at least two levels of kind of you know getting the basic science worked out and knowing that hey these these terpenes in this combination these you know these volumes will stabilize and increase bioavailability and all this but then you have to figure out okay now how, how do I how do I produce 500 units a month you know on assembly line and, and make it available in broad geographies and ship it and you know make it actually part of the the supply chain for for these things give us some sort of practical applications of the things you're looking at uh, right now or the companies you're working with in terms of you know bringing some of these products to market what are people actually looking to do with cannabis and the terpenes in terms of product development so um, few example we are working now with a very known uh, company from Europe uh, energy drink that actually had a global brand and And uh, they want to be the first uh, big brand, global brand out there with CBD product, not something local. We saw last week a press release about Ocean Spray starting uh-huh. a, a launch uh, their product in Colorado. I think this, the first global brand went out there. And the one that we are working with, uh, hopefully after the delay of the COVID, in two months will yeah. be out in four or five countries in Europe. We're also working with a very big uh, ice cream company in Europe, also hopefully launch uh, maybe in the end of the summer the first product. And we also give uh, companies from territories that don't uh, yet, they didn't yet uh, legalize uh, CBD, the opportunity to go to the market with cannabis uh, products using different maybe full profile of different cannabis strains direct in their products so we have the first cannabis launch in Israel about three months ago again uh, with a unique terpen profile emulsion that we developed and it's a very it's a very nice to see the success of this product in the in the three months after the the launch. And uh, we are trying to move forward uh, again with the, the IP development uh, that I mentioned before and also to collaborate with different companies in North America and Europe to deliver different uh, foods, edibles with a lot of attributes uh, to combine different uh, trends, both clean label, vegan 
health food together with the cannabis ingredients. Yeah, that's excellent. Yahav, if people want to find out more about you, more about Cannabi, what's the best way to get that information? Uh, so they can uh, take a look in uh, our uh, LinkedIn page and my personal page. We have uh, two websites and my email. So they can, you know, we are very um, open and warm to a direct communication. And we are looking for collaboration all around the world. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I'll make sure that the uh, links and information is in the show notes so people can click through, get that information, contact you, you know, looking for opportunities to collaborate. Yeah, the one thing I love about the cannabis space is, is people are very open to working with other companies, you know, finding win-win solutions, you know, opportunities to collaborate. So it's, it's one of the fun parts of, of a growing, robust, dynamic industry is there's lots of opportunities, people are willing to do things. It's the fun part of cannabis. So. Definitely. Thank you so much for taking time today. Really great insights. And I love the work you're doing on the research side and, and you know, really kind of figuring out how to bring this stuff to market and the food. And thank you. Time. Thank so, you, Bruce. Um, appreciate your time. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.